So hi, I'm Edu Ramirez. And I'm Leona Torres. And welcome to our podcast. Um, yay, woo, ah. Um, all right, Leona, would you want to start off? So the main question we'll be discussing today is, does the United States create and maintain a racial hierarchy? And this is what we believe to be the answer to that question. Um, we believe that the United States hereby makes a false claim where they state that that they provide opportunities to all in a free land. However, in secret, they are maintaining a racial hierarchy through a process of incarceration and discrimination of, through color. And this goes back to when slavery started in the United States and when it started to become abolished, when it was abolished through the 13th Amendment, there was a loophole in which stated that any person who was deemed a criminal loses all their rights. And also after that, during like many civil rights movements during the 16, 1960s, uh, a backlash from that was Jim Crow laws, which made segregation legal and led to more discrimination against people of color. And our first source today is from a chapter of the new Jim Crow, and it's called The Color of Justice. And this is a scenario of a African-American mother who was arrested during a drug sweep and she's now in jail and she has the option to plead guilty or um, remain innocent because she is innocent but if she she actually pleads guilty because she needs to return home and help her children and because of this after when she's released she is labeled as a criminal and has to pay fines and isn't eligible for food stamps and public housing. Yeah, and on top of that, we also find a different other scenario where it involves uh, a black male who is also falsely accused and incarcerated. It was reported by CNN News, and it talks about how they need to stop Rodney, Rodney Reed from being on death row for being falsely accused of false crimes. And the main, the main story behind it is that the this famous icon called Doctor Phil is very is going is looking deep into his case because he's trying to save it from death row, which is happening quite around November twentieth, which should be the time of his death if he isn't um accused as innocent. And the story follows is that. He's been on death row since 1996 for raping and murdering a white female called Stacy Stites. And he, ever since then, they've been finding new evidence that could prove his innocence, but people have been, choo- people have been choosing not to accept that matter because he was judged by an all-white jury. And that mostly develops the idea that there's racial bias in the justice system and it's all completely is unfair because um he's been incarcerated and he has no other choice than to be saved by other people, even though he, there is evidence that he could be proved to be innocent. Yeah, that all of this relates back to how um when people are in desperate times, they are like they plead that they're guilty even though they're innocent or they are proven that they're guilty like they are 
prove that they're guilty, but they're really innocent, and it changes their life forever, and after that, too. Yeah, it, it like, mostly wraps around this sense of unfairness. Like, it's, like, mostly their, their lives are being judged upon this certain act that could be proven to be an, um, what's that word again? Untrue, untruthful and having reason reason in the in the case but in reality it's all about like how people are choosing color to justify their life which is kind of scary in the matter in the way and that's what mostly happened to both the the stories of uh, Irma Stewart yeah Irma Irma Fabe Stewart and Ronnie Reynolds uh, Rodney Reed, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, this has been like our type of evidence behind the matter, and now look what's coming up. All right, so those are our main points as of right now, and I would like to welcome our special guest, Mr. Lazaro himself, the AP. Yup. The AP Statistics teaches at Mesa Charter High School, and we'd like to ask him a few questions on the matter. Okay. So the first question we're going to ask you today is, in what way do you think um, the race that race impacts the justice system? In what ways, what does race impact? Yeah, like how does that factor in the justice system? I think it does. Um... I don't want to say not directly, but it does, and it it does at a point. So like, I remember the right now I'm thinking about the Tudor lady, which reminds me of the thing that I think government government Governor Cuomo did, where he's like assigning cops now to like uh, at the train station, and so now you have like what like five hundred people, five hundred cops now that are gonna be uh, monitoring the 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 transit. And I'm just like they're they're trying to inv- trying to stop these fear invaders, like people that hop the train, right? Um, but they're really what tracking down these like minorities, and so I feel like uh, I don't I don't know if they go and we're gonna, and they're like we're gonna get these minorities, but I think somehow they implement policies that target us at at some point. Um, so not directly, but indirectly they. I think I I do think race does affect the court system. Or I think race does have a have a what the question was. What was it? I do think race impacts the the judicial system. Fair point, Mr. Lazaro. Yep. I yes. do agree, and I'd like to present you with our second question. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I have one more thing? Can I have one more thing? Yes, you yeah. can. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, I right now I'm thinking about like drug offenses, right? Like, mm-hmm. um. I know, like minorities, uh, if they get, what is it? If they have drug on them, drugs on them, um, compared to like a, a, a white person, yeah. I think that we we know that minorities will probably get the worst sentence or will get something happen to them. Meanwhile, the white person might just get a, a slap on the wrist, like all right, don't do this again. And 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 we know that we know that there's stats that will support that too. So, yeah. All right, now we can move on. Sorry. All right, <laughs> nice question. Um, so a second question for you is, have you ever faced any form of discrimination due to your race? 
can't think of one. Discrimination. Discrimination like in a job, like in, like applying for jobs. It could be in or a like, job. Yeah, anything. Or in like a person. Cop. Has anyone maybe. like ever said anything to you? I mean, That's yeah, it's like amongst friends, right? I, I, like, but I think that would fall more under like bullying. But as far as when I think of discrimination, I think of like maybe right now, and like at a workplace, have, have I ever been told that I couldn't do something or, or not based on like my race? To my knowledge, not right now. Okay. Well, honesty <laughs> is the best policy. <laughs> okay, so um, so here's our second question, our uh, third okay. one. What do you believe we need to do in order to create a change in the system? What do you mean by change? What do you mean by system? The, like, the justice system? The system, like, it keeps continuing. Like, once, person, once a person, like, becomes a criminal, like, they get out and they try and, like, um, get their life back on track. But then they're just thrown back into the system because they can't, like, get a job. They can't mm-hmm. have homes and stuff like that. That's called what? Label prison or prison label? Yeah, the prison label. Yeah, Cynthia just told me like about a, that. A whole domino effect that just keeps on going. So what are I, so what's so the like, question? Like what how do you think we can like start to change that and like help those people? Um I think so like I remember if someone went to prison, right? Um I know that there's there might be a tougher there's gonna be a a, a time or they're gonna go through like struggle because they're like oh I'm in prison no one's gonna want to hire me and once they see that on the application employers are gonna be like no I don't want to hire you um, I see both both ways um, change okay like what 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 would I recommend I don't know because as an employer I would like to know whether this person went to jail or not. Um, but I also wouldn't discriminate. I, I wouldn't be like, no, you can't have that. You, or you know you can't um, get this job. I would want to inquire more. I think there's more. Um, somehow we need to, we need to, to provide the, the public with better confidence that if you're in jail, it does not mean that you're always going to be that kind of person, right? I, I don't know. How do we build the public's confidence that you are going to be rehabilitated and i think that deals with what imp- what policies we have like or what assistance we have to those that are incarcerated i don't know i i, I don't know what change i just know that i see both sides um i don't know i would wonder like what would other con- what do other countries do in this do you guys know what other countries do well, we haven't gone that far into it, <laughs> um, but um, from what we know in the U.S. is that they haven't done anything specifically specifically to counter this issue. Mm-hmm. They must have been letting it happen. Like that's what has been an overloading prisons, and mm-hmm. and there's like this sort of background thing that's been going on with companies that fund these prisons. Mm-hmm. They they actually let this happen, especially like places like Walmart. What programs do we have here? Um, I was watching Vice News and there's a uh, Norway in Norway there's this rehabilitation program where I think they send people to an island and kind of like isolate them for a little bit but they live there I mean it's not prison what you imagine like like in a jail cell it's more like rehabilitation they get to live their normal lives some of them you might think it's luxurious but it's kind of learning how to deal with life after prison like they're preparing to they're preparing themselves to like what it's going to be like after prison 
And yes, we have a different population. There's obviously a, a more of a melting pot here in the U.S. than in Norway, but this is something that I think we should consider and look at different ways to deal with people who commit crimes and instead of just making sure indirectly that they're not going to be successful after they get out of prison, maybe we can do something about it while they're in prison. I don't know. But anyways. Yeah, um, that actually makes sense because that's um, what, you can, what you just brought up actually connects to how what prison is supposed to be, mm-hmm. which is rehabilitation, not a form of torment to mm-hmm. like, break down a person to the point of suicide, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is happening right now. Um, and that actually connects to the next question is, do you feel the justice system is fair to everyone? No, I don't think the the the, the you said what the justice system? Yeah. yeah. I don't think the justice system is 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 fair for everyone. Um, it's interesting because we just had a a professional development as teachers, and we had to read Martin Luther King's letter, um, from from jail, and I think in one instance he said that the message was. Even though there are laws, it does not mean that the laws are just, right? There's some laws that I think we need to go back and, and think like, yo, I don't think it, I don't think it's the right one to have. Even though it's a law, we can change it. Um, do I think it's for everyone? No, I think you also have to take into account like um, economic hardships. You have to think about the the environment that we live in, right? Like, do we do? Why, why, like, why are people, I, I guess, committing crimes? I think it says more about what we are as a society. What are we lacking of as a society? And I just think that these laws need to be revisited. Um, but no, I don't think everyone, I don't think it's fair for everyone. Maybe for those that are financially stable, I think for those that lack resources, they're not, it's not fair for them. So. you have anything else to add? Mm, no, I thought it was, like all the points you brought up were good and like interesting. Mm-hmm. Like something to think about. What do you got? What do y'all think? Y'all think it's fair? We think it's highly um, unfair. Yeah. Why? Because like, if somebody with um more money is able to like, like bail themselves out or like, mm-hmm. like they're able to get like get out of the situation, but like someone who's not financially stable, like they might have to plead guilty because they have to go home and take care of their family. And, like, mm-hmm. it just puts them in a bad situation. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, you're right. Like, the, the public, imagine the public defenders, right? How many, how many cases do they have on their workload, right? Because people can't afford to hire their own attorney. So now you're basically, your life or your, yeah, your life for the next few years depends on someone who has a stack load of cases, but meanwhile, maybe a, a wealthy person could be more more than likely might be white will be able to hire their own have their own attorney their whole legal team. It's just not fair. Um, that reminds me of a capstone project that someone did last year, but different story. Capstone at Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so those are the, all the questions we would like to present to you, mm-hmm. and we really appreciate you taking your time out mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second, thank you for like yeah. Yeah, helping you. us out. Thank, thank, you, thank, thank you for helping you. us out. And okay. oh yeah, um, this has been our podcast. Right now, we just had Mister Lazo from Mesa, Joe, present um present his opinion on the on the fact. And thanks for listening. In this has been Edward Ramirez 
And Leona Torres. Also known as Goddess Durag and the Monkey. <laughs> and yeah, and this has been our podcast. Thank you. Cool.